Hey, fellow entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Buckets and Boomgates studio with Kim White and Curry Zarp. Determined to solve world problems for entrepreneurs, these two are changing how we look at the big things we do on our business adventure. Kim and Curry share from their own lives ways to protect our time, money, and bandwidth. This show is designed for you, the entrepreneur, to hear behind-the-scenes stories of real people across the globe who have learned how to get serious results wrapped in fun for your business. Stay tuned to join today's juicy conversation with Kim and Perry. Hello, Terry Zor. Hello, Kim. What? Laughing because Carrie, if you all, since you all can't see us, Carrie is on the other screen just looking at me and I'm like, oh, am I supposed to say something and I forgot? <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, I think I always speak first. And oh, I think it's Kim's turn. Although I was thinking that, I didn't say it, we didn't preempt it. So I just thought Kim would just get the message mentally, you know? <laughs> I did, Carrie. So welcome to the Buckets and Boomgate studio, where we are going to have a conversation today that might get a little spicy, Carrie. Oh, we do like it. A bit of spicy around here, Kim. Bring it. We do, but I am going to say, while it's going to probably get spicy, it won't be sleazy. Oh, snap. I like that. <laughs> We're going to be talking today about sales versus sleazy sales and how do I get more sales and not be sleazy about it. I think this is a really important topic, Carrie, and I can't remember because we're in too many places together that I can't count. We had a conversation one day and it was either with, I almost feel like it was with someone else, like one of the masterminders maybe, who were almost apologizing because they didn't want to ask for a sale. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be sleazy by saying something about getting a sale. And you and I giggled because it's not about not getting a sale. It's about not being sleazy when you do it. And I think it's really important to make sure, especially new entrepreneurs who are struggling with the whole sales thing, like they don't want a sales pitch. They don't want to sound like they're selling. They don't want all that. Well, I'm going to say out loud, Carrie, I'm going to go first with this. I am 100% great with making sales and not being sleazy about it because when I make a sale, it is based on I am someone's solution and I'm helping them. I am making a difference in their life and sales are one of the ways I know that that's true. What say you, Carrie? Well, I want to tap into the sleazy sales for a moment, Kim, because I can't help it. I think of, and I don't know where I even saw this for the first time, but the guy with the like the big coat jacket and he opens it up and he's got all the watches inside, like, do you want to buy a watch? Do you want to buy a watch? Like, that's what I think of when I think of the sleazy sales is almost that desperation where you need someone to buy your thing. Here, come and buy my thing. Come over here and, and look at this thing because it's fantastic. And, and people will use terms like, this is the solution to all of your problems and all of those type of things. However, we know as consumers what those sales attempts look like and what they feel like. If we're being kind of, you know, thrown in a net to be caught to buy something and if we're kind of being cornered into this situation where we won't be able to say no, it feels so icky. It just feels yucky. And a lot of the times it's I can't even describe it, Kim, other than the guy with the jacket and the watches and all the things. But because we're so aware of that as consumers, I feel like that comes to the front of our mind when we think about our business and making sales. So how do we shut off that feeling that we've had as a consumer? And I love what you said, Kim, about being the solution for someone and genuinely wanting to help. And that comes from a place of passion. That's not 
a desperate attempt to make money that is genuinely wanting to help people and having that solution. So I see the rub here, Kim, and I, I think we've all felt this at some point in time as well. So Carrie, I'm going to giggle and say that, and you know this to be true, if I don't think I'm the solution, I won't even let somebody pay me. Because if I'm not the solution, I don't want you to waste your money. If I know I'm the solution, though, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to make that offer so I can help. So Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? But you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it? We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Carrie Zab, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, Come and join us, and the link is in the show notes. Oh, that's better, Kim. I've opened up the boom gates. Have you got your bucket? <laughs> I do, Carrie, I do. Now, where were we, Carrie? Um... <laughs> oh, there it is. In case anyone doesn't know what that sound was, that was Carrie rewinding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. I'm sure that needed explanation. <laughs> One of the things that I am going to use a quote that I think probably is very standard across the globe is people say, oh, you're a great salesman because you can sell ice to Eskimos. This is one of my pet peeves, as we know, Carrie, that when you're trying to sell something to someone who doesn't need it, because guess what? According to what I understand, Eskimos don't need you to sell them ice. And if you're trying to convince them to buy something they don't need, I do think that's sleazy. I think that's where the desperate comes in. And we're not thinking about who's buying from us. We're not thinking about who is actually purchasing or who is, you know, on the other end of that sale. So I feel like that's where your guy with the watch and the trench coat comes in, Carrie. If he's standing on a corner with stolen merchandise because he doesn't really know what he's talking about, I will go there too, Carrie. This is going to get really spicy. Or he's trying to sell someone something they don't need. I do think that qualifies as sleazy. But if you are genuinely helping someone because you have a solution, which may feel very simple to you, but someone else hasn't found that solution yet, please be confident in your sales. Please be confident in your offer of being that solution because that's how business works. Is if you are making an impact, you will have sales also. 
Because if your sales are demonstrating you as the solution and you're not hiding from that, you will have impact and income to show for it. So key word out of that, princess, is competence. So not the sleazy, not the desperate, but the confidence, which really ties back to what I mentioned about being passionate, having that, I want to say thing, I hate using the word thing, but having that solution for someone else. I think everyone can be a salesperson, Kim. I I believe there's a myth out there, and I'm I'm still probably prone to this myself, of I can't do sales. I, I can't sell things. I'm not a salesperson because we think of people that do do sales well, you know, perhaps more in the retail environment. And if we compare ourselves to them, we're like, I can't do that. I'm, I'm not that person. But it's amazing how we can, when we find our passion and we find the solution for someone that we genuinely want to help other people, we can. We, we turn into salespeople naturally without thinking about it. If we start to overthink it, then I think it turns to kind of problems. But I think it happens, Kim. So, Kerry, you haven't had a chance to watch the replay yet, but I will tell you in Groundwork Brigade today, which is our group that Kerry and I lead, it's a mastermind community that we lead. In that group, I actually got fired up. I know that this is hard to believe because I am so like calm all the time. Ha ha ha, I'm laughing. I got fired up and got on my soapbox about someone who is mistreating someone else. Like I had heard about this and then I saw what was happening and it really upset me. Kerry, I think that this is a good example of something that if people are mistreating other people, we wouldn't even let them buy a ticket to our community. Because when you're doing sleazy stuff, that's about the person selling it. When you're making sales in the right way, it's about the person you're solving the problem for. So we are known to get spicy around here. We are known to get on soapboxes and milk crates, as Carrie calls hers. We are known to do this, but it's from the passion you talk about. It's from, you know, waking up in the morning, because I will be honest, Carrie, there have been a few times that I have thought, why do I do this? Why not just retire and stop? I think I'm 50. 57 now. I've made no, like, like I've not been quiet about the fact that I'm 57. Do I just retire and not think about all this anymore? But my big thing is, Gary, is I wake up in the morning and I'm so excited to come and do what we do. And this is a, this is a great place to tell you all there's nothing salesy about this conversation because we are literally so excited about the community. If we were telling everyone it's the only community and it's the community that you should be in and we don't know you, that is not, that's sleazy to me. If we are sharing about the community so that you can get an idea of the flavor of our community, I feel like that's great information we're giving. And when you're giving information, sales happen because you're giving great information and you're giving the right kind of invite. But Carrie, for us, and and we just want to make this loud and clear, we're living proof again that you can make great sales and not be one drop sleazy about it because it is not desperate and it's not just about us. Because I think that that's the bottom line. Sleazy sales is about the salesman. There you go, Carrie. Done. It only took us, what, 30 minutes to get to that last line? Like, that's <laughs> typical us. We could have opened with that. Wait, wait, where's our editing queen? She can grab that and grab it from there and put it at the beginning. <laughs> I love it. 
I do think that that's true though, Carrie. And I think our passions need to reflect that impact that we talk about and the income we talk about. It does need to reflect sales because the more sales you can make, the more impact you can have, the more impact you can have, the more sales you can make. Like, I feel like it goes in a circle. I know everybody's shocked by me saying that too, but it is circular. It goes in that way. The more sleazy sales you make, the more people you're going to have to chase down because they're not going to buy from you again if, if they don't need what you're selling in there. They're not getting value out of it. So lazy sales leave a clue. If you're always looking for somebody brand new to do business with because you can't keep the old ones, that's a good sign that you may be being sleazy and not following through. If you're making sales and you have people knocking at the door and coming to you, it's a really good sign that you are doing sales right. And Kim, let's just put out the qualifier there that when we speak about chasing new people all the time, it's not so much in the product space. If you have a product-based business of you know consumer goods that you're selling, obviously you're always going to be seeing new customers come through. But in a client space, and again, we probably go back to our previous episode of you know how we're treating our clients, that retention, you know, having clients stay with us and they pass on the good word. We don't need to be sleazy in sales because if we have someone that we're serving well, where's the sleaziness needed, you know? And I can think of a million examples of, of how people would do this and how it would push people away, Kim, but we don't need to. I just don't feel it's necessary. If we're delivering the right solution to the right people when they need it, we're not chasing them. We're not running down the road. Oh, come back, come back. None of that. We're, we're just letting letting it happen, putting our office on the table. And like you said, Kim, in, in this community, it speaks for itself. Yes, we speak about it, but not in a sleazy, forceful way. We don't need to. No. And just to make sure, Carrie, because we do know exactly like what we're talking about this and we want to make sure we don't leave this emphasis out. We do believe you have to speak up. We do believe you have to speak up in order to get sales because if someone doesn't have the information where to go to hire you or where to go to connect with you, how can you make a sale? So you can't just do something that you're offering and then sit back and go, okay, I'm just going to wait. You also have to give the information of, hey, look, we have this. We want to make sure you know about it. If it's the right fit, come over. If it's not the right fit, can I recommend you to someone else? Like what solution are you looking for? That that to me is an example from really our community because our community is like that. So I'm going to I'm gonna stop talking, Carrie, because I can get back on my soapbox and have a good time with this one. Well, Kim, I think you've done a brilliant job of explaining and stepping us through this because there's a fine line and when we may not always get it right. You know, we may find ourselves slipping into the sleazy accidentally. You know, we're human. We're, we're all learning. We're all on the journey together. We're, we're as susceptible to that as anybody else. So therefore, you know, if you recognize that, maybe you've done something and then you look back and go, oh, not sure that was, you know, quite right. Then we've got the opportunity to rectify that as well. So it's not a case of, you know, I've done this thing and now I have to be quiet forever and I can never try again because I think I mucked it up. But being vocal, as you said, Kim, is definitely, we just have to be. Because if you build the thing and you've got this thing available, like you said, Kim, if you put it out there and then you're sitting back going, okay, where is everybody? Well, no one's going to turn up. You know, there's so much available these days. The chances of being found without being out there 
is slim to none. So we can't shut down if we kind of make a bit of a, a whoopsie. But at the same time, we, we need to be, we do need to be out there, Kim. And keep practicing. Keep practicing your messaging and what you have to offer so that you can improve and, you know, dig into your passion of, of what you're offering other people. Well said, Terry. Well said. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. I learned from a, a special princess. Oh, Carrie, I believe you came to the table with that all your own and we just got better together. Maybe after I got out from under my desk, maybe that happened. <laughs> the under your desk makes me giggle still to this day. And if you all don't know that story, you need to know that that was the phrase that Carrie would use when I would tell her she was a rock star podcaster or she was, she'd like, I'm under my desk. I'm at, no, Carrie, get out from under your desk. <laughs> I love it. Well, Carrie, thank you for all that you do in this space because our community is so amazing. And I just, you know, I can really quickly start bragging on everyone because I am so smitten with the fact that there are these this many humans making this big impact on the world. And I am grateful for that. Well, Kim, I'm grateful for you and I spending time in the BBG studio every single week for these conversations that we just have out loud. Nothing scripted here. It's just we bring a topic to the table and we just talk about it. So I, I always enjoy these conversations, Kim, and I hope our lovely listener does as well. Me too, Carrie. Me too. And if you are listening, our sweet entrepreneurs, please do let us know if you have questions we're not covering because Carrie and I obviously love to talk to each other and we don't mind sharing what we know from our own experiences. So thank you for listening. And Kim, we will see everybody next week. Love y'all. Thank you for joining Kim and Carrie in the Buckets and Boomgate studio for today's conversation. Don't forget to follow the show for future juicy conversations. And I can't wait to chat with you next week. Mm-hmm.